Welcome back to the Menopause Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Gordon. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, thanks so much for being a part of the Menopause Movement. Today we have a special bonus podcast with Dr. Green on how you can boost your immune system during the coronavirus epidemic. Now stay to the end so that you can find out the best way to get all of your nutrients and minerals to help improve your immune system in this trying time. At the end of the episode, make sure you visit drmichellegordon.com slash podcasts where you can find the show notes plus the links to the books and resources mentioned in the episode. And if you enjoy the episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you're always the first to know when each episode is released. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for all of the five-star reviews. If you haven't left a review yet, Please take the time to review the podcast. This helps more women find it and get the help they need during the disruption of menopause. No one should have to go it alone. Now, remember, the Menopause Movement Live Workshop has been postponed until next spring. It will still be held in Manchester, UK, and it will take place at the Doubletree by Hilton. The current state of the world has necessitated this. We are sad, but the health of the menopause movement community is our number one priority. And given the travel bans, social distancing, and quarantines, it's just necessary. Because we have decided to postpone the event, we have opened up a few spots in the online version of the Minnow system. The women who take this course and do the work go from Minnow misery, that's hot, sweaty, sleepless nights, irritable, low mood, feeling like an alien beamed down and took control of their bodies, piling on weight and looking pregnant, and feeling like managing menopause was a full-time job. To minnow mate, not bothered by symptoms, happy and content with life, even dropping weight and fitting into their pre-menopause clothes, among other things. To find out if you are the next minnow mate, go to learn.menopausemovement.com slash start or send an email to info at menopausemovement.com and we will get you scheduled to discuss the sign-up options. And Dr. Green is joining us again today, and we're so excited to have her here. She's a pharmacist who specializes in women's health and integrative medicine, bioidentical hormones, adrenal fatigue syndrome, and sexual dysfunction. Her training in integrative medicine is particularly relevant for this episode. During the podcast, Dr. Green and I talk about the need for proper hygiene. No matter what you take, unless it's a vaccine, a supplement won't make you immune what your immune system is and what it does, who is at risk for illness with, or, or death due to infection with the coronavirus, why managing your stress is so important and how you can support your adrenal glands, the, the importance of sleep in regulating your immune system and stress, what probiotics are best, a brief overview of meditation and why it's important. Not to forget minerals and a multivitamin in your nutrition regimen. And because we're not going to be holding the live event, we have more capacity for women in the online version of the Minnow system. We would love to welcome more women into our Minnowmate community. The thing is, it's not open to everyone. We have a carefully curated community of women and want to make sure you are a fit. So if you think you are the next Minnowmate, go to learn.menopausemovement.com forward slash start or send an email to info at menopausemovement.com and we can discover the best plan for you. Now more than ever, community is important. Because of social distancing, online community is vital. The Minnowmates are a thriving community of women who are supporting each other through menopause and life, and we would love to have you join us.
Go to learn.menopausemovement.com slash start or send an email to info at menopausemovement.com right now to find out if you are the next Minomate. And thank you for being a part of the menopause movement. We appreciate you. All right. Well, Dr. Green, we are living in unprecedented times, huh? Oh, of course. It just had to happen uh, during our lives. Well, it's been a hundred years, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So you know, we're here. We're going to talk about Corona. We're going to talk about what you can do. You know, what supplements you can take to uh, to boost your immunity. While you know, while we all deal with the whole Corona thing. I mean, it's it's kind of hit us by. It's it's been surprising, I think, for a lot of us. I saw it coming. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of a numbers person. And so when I, when I saw that Wuhan wasn't able to contain it, I said, oh, you know, this is, this is going to be something. And I started doing some math. And I don't want to go into that because it's pretty doomsday. So I want to stay positive And I want to talk about, about natural ways that, that we can boost our immunity as we all become exposed to this deadly virus. That sounds good. First of all, I just want everyone to know that taking supplements does not necessarily make you immune to any of these diseases, <laughs> of course. But these are just some guidelines that I think would be really helpful. And I, in fact, I just wrote a blog about uh, the immune system. So I think it would be helpful to actually practice proper hygiene. Of course. Look at your lifestyle and try to manage certain things a better way. And in addition to that, you know, add supplements to it. So I think it's a combination of things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're all, we were taught these practical things, right? And yet we're all in the habit of touching our faces all the time. That's all we do. Right. We touch That's our faces. True. We, we touch our, you know, our eyes itch. We just go ahead and put our hands there and we don't think about it. You know, and I feel sorry for all the guys who got to sh shave their beards. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. But but at the same time, I mean, I, I think that we have we're in an opportunity. This is there's such an opportunity here for mindfulness, mm -hmm. for us to become more present to the precious moment, the precious present moment, like I like to call it, and say, okay, you know, what am I doing, and how am I using my hands, and am I spreading fear and panic, or am I, you know, trying to be part of the solution? And those of us in healthcare, you know, we're on the front lines. Those of us who are taking care of patients are the ones who are really getting, you know, we're, we're getting exposed. And then the other thing is, is, you know, up to 60% of people who have it may not even be symptomatic, which is making the spread even more. So specifically, you know, obviously we want to say, you know, wash your hands and don't expect that, that just taking a supplement is going to fix it. But there are a few things that, you know, we, we can do. To, to boost our immunity. And, and we talk about these things and, you know, there's all sorts of ways. I mean, you can go to Dr. Google, right? Dr. Google can tell you, <laughs> but you know, one of the first things that I think about when I think about boosting our immunity and decreasing our inflammation is turmeric. Of course, of course. But first of all, let me talk about your immune system just for a moment, because okay. I think we assume that everybody knows what our immune system is. Everybody says boost your immune system, but what is the immune system. 
Sure. So I think it's a great place immune, to start. Yeah. So immune system is basically the, the system in your body, in every body that helps us, protects us against any foreign invaders to our system. Those foreign invaders could be viruses, bacteria, parasites. So a lot of different things that we deal with on a daily basis, not just because of today's events, but on an everyday basis. That's our immune system that fights off these things. And if foreign invaders enter our body, that's the reason we, we get a fever because we're trying to fight off the infection. So fever is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, you want to have a strong immune system that can fight off the foreign things that enter our bodies. And it's not always possible to stop things from entering. And that's why we go to the next step, talking about how to boost your immune system. You hear about immunosuppressed or immunocompromised patients these days. And what does that mean? If you have been getting cancer chemotherapy, you are most likely actively getting cancer chemotherapy, you're most likely immunosuppressed. If you have rheumatoid arthritis and you're taking immunosuppressant drugs, then you're immunosuppressed. People who have asthma, lung conditions, diabetic patients, they tend to have weaker immune system. Okay, So they have to be extra cautious, extra careful, really go out of their way to, to prevent getting these you're allowing these bacteria or viruses in, in this case to enter their bodies. So I think would it be anybody who has an autoimmune disorder as well, maybe a little bit more at risk? I mean, I know I, I read some, you know, Ehlers Danlos and Shodrins and mm-hmm. you know, rheumatoid, you know, those I, people are really more at risk as well. I don't think absolutely. Hashimoto's is so much, but Absolutely. Anybody who has an underlying chronic condition can be considered immunocompromised. And anybody who's taking medications to modify the autoimmune response to whatever's going on, for example, transplant patients, if they've got a bone marrow transplant or a liver transplant, in order to avoid that rejection from the new incoming bone marrow or new incoming liver or heart, whatever, you are giving certain medications to stop that that conflict, to yeah. suppress your own immune system so you won't fight off, you won't recognize this newcomer as a foreign thing, which in most cases should help. But then at the same time, if you're on, let's say, prednisone for long enough or any of the immunosuppressants for long enough, then your own immune system is really kind of compromised. And that's why we're so careful. That's why even elderly, for example, those are considered immunosuppressed. Yeah. So do understand that basic term. I just wanted to to tell that to the audience. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. And, you know, it's funny because I I talk, you know, quite a bit about my son who is going to be 27 years old next month. And he had cancer when he was a baby and he has, you know, what we call sequelae from it. And, and one of the sequelae is that he is, doesn't make enough of his own steroids. And so he takes, he takes corticosteroids every day, prednisone twice a day. And that, you know, keeps him like from going into Addisonian crisis. 
right? right. Uh, which, yeah. which we've seen with him. I mean, he also has a mm-hmm. seizure disorder and, and some other things, but, but, you know, we actually, over the weekend, we went up to Massachusetts and brought him home because we decided that if he, if he were going to get sick, that we wanted him close by. But on top of all of that, you know, he's got asthma and, and some other issues. And so I, I think that there is some place for cautious to being cautious, you know, but mm-hmm. I think being fearful is never, never helpful for us. And, and so I want to encourage the audience to find, find little things that you can be joyful in, even through this, this time. Look for you know, ways to be in a more of a vibration of love and gratitude and joy rather than fear and hoarding, <laughs> especially toilet paper. I don't get the whole toilet paper thing. But I know. This virus does not cause <laughs> diarrhea as far as we know. It's, some people get it. Actually, I did see, I did see that there were, there were some reports out of China that, that some people did get diarrhea. But I think at the same, thing, the same time, is I think, I think the big fear that is going around is that people think that they're going to get in lockdown. And apparently, uh, what I've heard is that some of the people in Wuhan, they welded their doors shut to keep them from going out. Uh-huh. And that will never happen. I don't see that ever happening in America because we have a lot of freedoms, yeah. you know. But that, that what that means is that we're going to have a much more difficult time containing the virus. This is no longer, you know, it's not a localized thing. This is an epidemic now. It's, I mean, I don't even think that we can call it a pandemic. I'm not an epidemiologist, but, but you know, we, we have something that's unprecedented where we're going to see doubling for the next probably 30 days of cases. And as, as we see more and more cases, we're going to have more and more of a burden on the healthcare system. And the, the rate limiting step is going to be support, you know, ventilator support for people with respiratory failure. But that's in the future. And right now where we are is, you know, boosting our immune system through, through supplements if, we, if it's possible. And, and, and I want to just make one statement about this, and that is that if we think that we're sick, we're going to be more sick. And so the mind-body connection is huge here. And we, we want to make sure that we keep, keep our minds healthy and that we don't give in to fear and we don't give in to doubt and lack. That we, you know, and if we do get it, you know, most of us are going to do just fine. So anyway, so back to turmeric. <laughs> no, not yet. I, I, you know, I'm going to start with something else now because you said it right as far as you touched upon one of the most important things that I was going to talk to you about today, and that was stress because stress definitely weakens your immune system. So let's talk about how we can manage the stress. Of course, avoiding stress is the best thing. Try to limit your exposure to social media to the news. I'm not saying to, to become blind to it or deaf to it, but try to, to kind of contain it and not, not yeah. be on the social media all the time and get scared. Number two is to de-stress. So mindful meditation is very important. Playing games, you know, taking a short walk. I think those things are all wonderful things. And then taking supplements that are helpful for stress is very important. I go back to adrenal fatigue syndrome that, you know, that's one of my passions. And to support your own adrenal glands, number one, vitamin C is very important. Vitamin C, the concentration of vitamin C is very, very high in your adrenal glands. You want to take uh, vitamin C. You can take it uh, in multiple different ways. Of course, you can get it from citrus and foods, but the easiest way most concentrated way is getting it through a pill 
or even a powder or those dissolvable emergency pills or whatever. Right. Uh, some people have stomach conditions where they cannot really take that vitamin C easily. It causes acid reflux in them. Therefore, I do recommend buffered vitamin C, a 1,000 milligrams at least a day. That's my recommendation. Again, we don't have any FDA statement saying that this is actually going to work, but that's my recommendation. Number two is taking well, just, a just a second, just to stay back yes. on vitamin C. One of the things that I did see there, there are some experiments going on right now with the particularly this SARS-CoV-2 virus and vitamin C infusions. And oh yeah, yeah. And so that is one thing that that may be helping. I mean, you know, we're we're going to have a vaccine. It's going to happen, but the vaccine is probably you know six months away. I mean, we just we just started a trial. I think the first forty five patients were enrolled, and so it's a vaccine. I think yesterday and another one in a month, and so it you know mm -hmm. to see to see if it works. And remember, we did get a vaccine that's pretty effective for Ebola when it, when Ebola started. You know getting bigger. So, so I, th I think that we've got, you know, a really, really robust scientific community across the world that's working hard to create a vaccine for us. But at the same time, it may not be in time with as fast as the virus mutates and as fast as, you know, fast as people get sick. So vitamin C infusion is always a possibility if you want to go to your local RV store and they're, they're around. Yeah. A lot of naturopathic doctors in Arizona practice that and they have vitamin C infusions. So if anybody's yeah. interested, I could give you some names of some of the doctors who do that. Uh, B complex is the next thing in line to support your adrenal glands. So get a good B complex. I, I think there's plenty of them on the shelves of the, the stores and pharmacies. So help yourself to that. And the third thing as far as supplements with adrenal fatigue is uh, taking an adaptogen. Adaptogens are essentially uh, natural substances and herbal remedies that help your body handle stress better. They help you manage your cortisol level better. So you, you're not going up and down constantly and yo-yoing with your cortisol. There are a couple of adaptogens that I recommend. I personally take this one. That's why I have it here. It's called Adrenotone by Designs for Health. Now, this one is not available in the regular stores, but if anybody wants me to Put them in a full script so they can order it directly because the companies, there are certain supplement companies that don't sell to general public or to regular stores because they do testing. They want to be exclusive. They yeah. want to kind of maintain the prestige that they are better than the average supplements. So I could definitely do that. But Adrenotone is my go-to. I take one capsule three times a day and it just kind of like calms me down and makes me more like even and happy. And I don't have that, you know, extreme reaction. And that's really helpful when it comes to cortisol. So when you say extreme reaction, what do you mean? Do you mean an extreme reaction to this particular thing or to any stresses in your life? To any stress in your life. Uh, the, the example that I use is that if a kid comes to you and asks for something to eat, he says, I'm hungry. And you give him a handful of M&Ms that's filled with sugar and caffeine. <laughs> he gets a high from it. And two hours later, he comes back and asks for more, right? So that's how you're training that kid to behave that, you know, any time you are down, any time that something comes your way, that's your go-to. Uh, therefore, at night, when you sleep, the body keeps craving that and your cortisol keeps going up and down because every time you consume these things or you're faced with 
stress, your cortisol spikes. Yeah. So you want to kind of break that cycle. You, you don't want to have that reaction, that immediate reaction. And that's why, again, going back to the mindful meditation, that's what you're trying to do. You set a precedence for yourself in your body saying, no, I'm not going to go up and down. I'm going to try. Yes, there's some level of up and down, but you don't want to go up and down. So yeah, you, mindfulness. you try to curb. Yeah, so mindful meditation, just just for anyone who is not a meditator and wants to become one, the first way that I recommend that people start to meditate is to just sit. And and you just have to sit, and it doesn't matter where you sit. All right. So don't don't think that you've got to have a meditation pillow or you have to have like incense and you've got to, you know, all that stuff. All you have to do is sit, close your eyes, and watch your breath. That's it. And your mind's going to go everywhere. It's going to go all over the place. You're going to think about, you know, that, that paper you got to write, or you're going to think about the, the phone call you forgot to make. And you're just going to let those thoughts pass. So one of the way that Andy Pettacombe, he's the one who started uh, Headspace, talks about, about thoughts is to see them as clouds in the sky. And you're going to have thoughts that the mind's job is to think. But when you just sit and focus on your breath, just watch the breath go in and out. And the thoughts will come across like clouds in the sky. And that's, that's really great. The other thing I, I recommend a lot is for people to download the Headspace app and use the free, you know, you can use that. Or the other one that I like a lot is Insight Timer. And uh, Insight Timer has the most free meditations of any, any app. And there, there's a lot of courses. And, and I, I really like that one too. But for a beginning meditator, Andy Pettacombe's Headspace is probably one of the best places to start. And he's got a whole bunch of free meditations that, you know, that will help. So that's, you know, that's, that's one way to get started with that. You can also do a Google search of transcendental meditation and with transcendental, transcendental meditation, it's a 20 minutes twice a day and you repeat a mantra, but usually somebody will give you that mantra. So it's not something that you get on your own. So just a little basic introduction to meditation. Oh yeah. That was great information. In fact, I do use Headspace myself, the free version. And I have it on my notifications on my phone, so it goes off when I'm supposed to be doing my meditation. So that's really helpful. Otherwise, you keep forgetting, and then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to do it later. But yes, you're absolutely right. You don't need to, to be someplace special. You can even do it at work or just remove yourself, go to your car, whatever, and you do it. So that's as far as stress management. That's a big part of your immune system. And stress management, yes, you can take some supplements to help you with that. The second part is, of course, your sleep. And getting enough sleep is very important for your immune system. And especially if you're super worried and all stressed out about this whole (laughs) thing, then it's going to be harder for you to sleep. You're going to wake up. Again, that goes going back to meditation and taking care of your cortisol. That's really important to try, especially before you go to bed, try to meditate, try to calm down the cortisol and try to, to stay as calm as possible so you could get some good restful sleep. Right. So then, the, you know, again, we have, we have the menopause movement podcast. And so we have to talk about the symptom of, you know, disrupted sleep from, from loss of estrogen. And one of the things that I found, one of the tools that I found that really helps me if I do have, you know, some sort of a restless night, I'm not able to get back to sleep or I have difficulty, is actually doing some of those, you know, sleep meditations in either Headspace or in 
insight timer. And I find that, that I'm able to, because it's telling me, it's giving my brain something to do so it can mm -hmm. calm down and then my body can rest the way it wants to. So don't, don't think like you have to, you know, you have to be able to do it all on your own because sometimes the brain just won't, won't shut down. And so it's just a matter of giving it some tools, some help so that you can kind of get, get to sleep. I agree. I agree. That's great advice. Then we move on to the rest of the supplements. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about the delay. Is it but time to I, talk about turmeric now? <laughs> I know. You love turmeric. And, I do. Okay. I love it. I do. I have, and, and I, I love I'm not drinking too. it right now, but I have, I have like, I, right now I have turmeric juice that we're making and it's like we're simmering it with pepper and then we're straining it and we're drinking it. Do you know why you add pepper to it? You have to add pepper to it because it's not activated. You can't absorb it without pepper. And that's why that's why it's used in yeah. curry. You use it mm -hmm. in curry with pepper. And so that's, that's right. so turmeric makes makes mustard yellow. Turmeric is a really, really big an ingredient that we see in Indian food a lot, but it's always with pepper. You're right. So turmeric is a great antioxidant, first of all. It's a great anti-inflammatory. It fights off all kinds of bad stuff that come our way. But the problem is that when, when we're talking about turmeric root or powder, you could take a handful or a cupful of turmeric powder and take the extract of it, which is curcumin. Okay. Mm -hmm. So curcumin, depending on the product, can be up to 12 times more potent than actual turmeric itself. And when you pick a curcumin, do pick one that does have pepper because it does enhance the absorption. Of course, you could supplement that along with the drinks that you make or if you simmer it or if you add some turmeric to your foods. But I just want to, to make sure that people do realize that just taking a tiny little you know, spoon of turmeric is going to make a huge difference in them. They've yeah. got to do a little bit more work. Uh, right. I mean, there's, uh, there's turmeric capsules that you can buy that have pepper built in. The problem is, is with when, mm -hmm. when you ingest pepper, it can hurt your stomach. You know, it, some people don't tolerate it well at all. And I, right. I used to right. take these fat burner supplements back, you know, back when GNC, when I used to buy stuff from GNC, I don't, I'm not bashing GNC. I just don't buy stuff from them anymore. But I remember that they made me not only feel mm -hmm. really, really speedy, but they also hurt my stomach because they had a lot of cayenne in them. The other thing that's oftentimes recommended is taking colostrum. We have heard the word colostrum is the one substance that's in a woman's or in a mother's milk. And it's great. It contains great antibodies to fight off the infections or anything that comes the baby's way. So colostrum is, it's like yeah, liquid gold or, you know, it's, it's wait, great. Wait. Just, just to clear this up, yeah. we're talking about human colostrum? Okay. Well, we, we're not going to eat human colostrum. But what okay. I was trying to explain is that, yes, you're, you've, word, you've heard the word colostrum from human milk. Now, there are companies that actually extract colostrum from animals and they put it in a powder form and you could mix it with whatever you're drinking and yeah. actually take it. So it's, uh, it's not a bad idea to add that if you can get your hands on um, some colostrum to, to help you with your immune system. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I just have to play devil's advocate here about colostrum. Oh, sure. Sure. Only because, so colostrum comes from the mother. It's the first milk that's made. And if it, it is this, 
the perfect thing for the brand newborn species. Mm -hmm. So if you're using cow milk, that's the perfect thing for a brand new baby cow. It's not necessarily the best thing for humans. And so, uh, you know, if, if, if it were dog colostrum and I were feeding it my, to my dog, then I would be okay with it. If it's human colostrum, and I just, I just have a real problem with it with, first of all, you know, us eating another species milk. That's, that's my own, my own issue and my own belief. And I'll, I'll admit that, but, but in terms of getting antibodies and, and getting help that way, if we're using it from a different species, I, I'm not sure how much of it we can actually, without seeing studies, I can't, I can't even say that it's something that I would endorse because just because it's coming from a different species. And so like, like those of us who have like removed dairy from their lives find that, that their lives are better without, without having, you know, dairy from another species. So that's my two cents on dairy and anything dairy. <laughs> right. And, and I think we've had that conversation before about dairy. I, I tend to agree with uh, your comments to a certain point. What we're looking for is immunoglobulins. And that's what we're looking for. And that's the only source that I know of to find immunoglobulins besides, you know, getting infusions. Which well, there are certain types of meditations that have been proven to increase IgA. And, you know, so, so, I mean, the work of Joe Dispenza is really key here. So if anyone goes, wants to read, you know, he's got a few books out, you know, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, Becoming Supernatural. And he talks about his research. And he, what he does is he, like, you know, test blood and he puts people in EEGs and, and he actually sees, you know, even, even when they do group meditations, like the whole group, their IgA levels go up. So not to go too woo woo because, you know, this is this, you know, you're, you're, you're a doctor, I'm a doctor. We, we like, we like medicine, but, but I think that, that there is something else that we can tap into. And, and if, if we can get into the right state, we can get out of our beta brainwaves and into, into our, you know, Delta and Theta, you know, we have to sleep well to get into Delta, but, you know, get into Alpha brainwaves, then we're going to, our immune systems are going to get better. And, and the problem is we're, we're in so much stress all the time. And, and now with, you know, with this, this virus, you know, we're like, ah, so again, I would go back to meditation. Not, 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 not that there's no supplements to help, but, but, you know, with, with looking agree. at the research with that, we're looking at the research of Joe, Joe Dispenza. I mean, it's really, it's been really fascinating to watch that and to see that, that, you know, IGA levels can increase just from one meditation. I totally agree. I mean, yeah. that is, again, that is the basis of, of all of this. You're absolutely yeah. right. And I totally agree with you. It's just, you know, little things. The, the thing is that when you go to the store, there's all these things available. And which one do you pick? You know, do you do vitamin C? Do you do curcumin? Do you do B-complex? Do you do adrenal support? Which one? Speaking of which, probiotics are huge in terms yeah. of boosting your immune system. So what a probiotic is, is basically good bacteria that's placed that, that is already in your system, in your gut primarily. And as we ingest things, there is a competition between the bad bacteria and virus and the good bacteria that are in your gut. Okay. So if you have plenty of good bacteria in your system, then they are going to take the majority of the food and whatever substance there is and grow. 
and they will not allow the bad bacteria or the viruses grow as much. That's mm -hmm. the principle behind using probiotics. Right. And we hear about all these different probiotics and we wonder which one to take and you know what to do, how much is enough. It's a very confusing out there with probiotics. So let me tell you something. If you're just going to the regular store, picking up a regular probiotic, then try to pick one that's kept in the refrigerator because chances are it's of better quality and it's probably got more live bacteria. We're dealing with live bacteria here. Right. If it's been sitting on the truck for seven days, traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast in the heat or whatever temperature, it may not be, by the time it gets to the destination, it may not be as potent as it claims to be. So if it's kept in the refrigerator, that's probably your best bet. Unless, unless if you go with certain companies that actually have a patented way of making these probiotics where they do not need to be kept in the refrigerator. Uh, there's capsulations around them. Uh, for example, orthomolecular makes uh, orthobiotics, which I'm, I'm very fond of because of that, because if you're traveling, then you don't have to worry about refrigeration or keeping it at the right temperature. Yes. The one that I've always recommended, um, you know, I, re I recommend it in the, in the hospital a lot is VSL number three. And yes. I think that if one's also encapsulated. It. Yeah. If I used to get it off of Amazon. It. Last time I checked, nobody could find it, but I, oh, maybe okay. it's back now. I, it's yeah, been I, I don't months. know. I, it's been, it's been, oh, I don't take probiotics regularly. I mean, mm -hmm. I try to eat some fermented foods from here, you know, from time to time, I, I especially like kimchi. Uh, as a fermented right. food, love that. We did make we did make yogurt years ago with uh, VSL number three. We just made yogurt oh, yeah. out of it, you know, so that we'd have the the right bacteria. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, I I think that one of the things if if you're gonna try to increase your your bacteria, you know, it, the the probiotic, you want to make sure you're getting Lactobacillus bifidum. If if that's the one, you know, if you're going after a probiotic for your gut, it's Lactobacillus bifidum. It's not the others. So right. you want to make sure that that's the number one bacteria in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Right. So, what, so else can we, what else can we do other than meditation? and <laughs> <laughs> Taking a good fish oil. Taking ah, a good okay. fish oil could definitely boost your immune system. You do want to get one that states the amount of EPA separate from DHA. Those are two active ingredients that are very important. If it combines the two of them together and tells you that it's got a thousand milligrams of EPA, DHA, and other omega-3 fatty acids, chances are you're not getting the best quality. So make sure that it lists the EPA separate from DHA. The minimum that I recommend, that's the absolute minimum, is 600 milligrams of EPA per day and 400 milligrams of DHA per day. And, and fish we, oil, went, we went into fish oil pretty, pretty in depth in our, in our sup supplements part of yes, the podcast. So yes. make sure you go back and, and listen to that one if you haven't yet. Yeah. So fish oil is, is another one that is definitely helpful for your immune yeah. system. Then then we get to uncharted territories. Well, none of this is really charted very much, but <laughs> this one is really uncharted, and that is taking extracts of mushrooms. Okay, oh, so yeah. mushroom extracts. Okay, that is really so, big, and that's a huge market. There are different companies. Reishi's that, primarily, or yeah, there is shiitake. There is. I have to wear my glasses to tell you that's what's okay. in this, but yeah, there's there there is. Well, there's elderberry, 
astragalus, then shiitake, miyatake, wild cherry bark, and beta-glucan. So essentially, there are a lot of different versions of this type of thing in the market. And I like this. It tastes good. You just put like a dropper full under your tongue or in your mouth and it's easy enough. It tastes good. It doesn't taste nasty or anything. Well, I think that's probably from the elderberry and elderberry is known to be an immune support. I don't know the mechanism of action, but I do know that we have some in our house. And I think I, I want to say, you know, maybe it's another adaptogen, but I'm not sure. There might be a phytoestrogen, yeah. not a phytoestrogen, but a phyto whatever. I, you know, this is right. outside phytonutrient. of my Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, but elderberry is supposed to uh, help boost the immune system. So, in your your example there, it's elderberries number one, and mm-hmm. then another astragalus, right? Astro- astrologus, yeah. Astrologus, okay. Yes. Which I don't remember what that is, but I've studied it in the past, and and then it's and then an, we get to it, it is an adap- adaptogen. Adaptogen, uh-huh. okay. And then and then we move on to the mushroom. We have some we've made some reishi broth. You can get reishi mushrooms at the at the store and reishi's also known to be a an immune support and you can you know you can just boil them and make a broth out of it. And so that's what we did. But I, I you know I think also, you know, we have things like bone broth that can help boost immunity and even though we're eating, you know, the bones of animals that's part of you know the evolution in of the species, right? We 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 evolved eating the whole animal, and mm-hmm. so when we can get more of the stuff from the what they call the nasty bits, it's it's it, it, that that helps our I think our immunity. And Kate Shanahan wrote this book called uh, Deep Nutrition, so I recommend everybody read it. And I think she's just come out with with a new version of it this month. I'm hoping to get her on the podcast, but she tells a story of how the the American natives would kill a buffalo and then they would take the entrails and they would start each each of them would start at one end and they'd eat it until they came to the middle so that they were eating all of the you know good all the bacteria and all the stuff that was inside of the guts just eating it so uh, something that that can probably help <laughs> increase the immune Absolutely. system yeah no i i totally the other things that i wanted to just briefly talk about is your regular supplements, things like zinc, copper, selenium, any of those things, all the trace minerals, everything that can be found in a good multivitamin can be helpful to boost your immune system. And you don't have to take it from a multivitamin. Honestly, you could possibly just get it from your food sources. And that's why we always, always emphasize on eating fresh fruits and vegetables. That's a real big deal, especially this time. And one thing that I noticed is that the past couple of days, I went to a couple of different stores and it was very interesting because everybody's hoarding all the canned foods, but the fresh fruits and vegetables remain untouched. Yeah. It's, it's because, you know, it's like, it's like everybody's preparing for a zombie apocalypse without, you know, considering the fact that, you know, the fresh food is the best for us. So, so Remember, you know, the stores are going to be open. They're not, they're not closing. And, you know, as long as the supply chain, you know, remains in effect, you can get fresh vegetables every day. And so that's, you know, let's, let's not worry about that. And, you know, toilet paper is coming, (laughs) you know, but the more, the more fresh fruits and vegetables you eat, the better it is for you. Absolutely. So that's my, 
my last one. So stre- yeah. uh, start with uh, de-stressing and end with eating fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah, that's great. Well, Dr. Green, thanks again. Uh, you know, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the podcast. And I, I, I you know, I'm getting ready to, to get you back on for a supplements part two, but we had this crisis happen in between. So, uh, so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get this out and get, get moving on it. Sounds good. And thank you for the great work that you do. And let's all stay healthy and keep a positive attitude through all this. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Menopause Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Gordon. And I wanted to take a moment to share what one of our community members has achieved since she's been working with me. Amanda has had an amazing transformation. Amanda was struggling with joint pain, hot flashes, forgetfulness, sleeplessness, weight gain, and an angry mood. In addition, she lost her confidence and self-worth as menopause crept up on her. Since joining the Menopause Movement membership, Amanda's quality of life has improved in ways no one could have predicted. She has truly transcended the symptoms of menopause and is now living her best life. This is what I want for everyone in the community. Take a listen to Amanda's story. I just want to show you what's possible when you join the community and do the work. Transcendence is available for you too. Now here's Amanda. Hi, my name is Amanda. I am 54 years old and I live in the UK. At this moment in time, I'm in a fairly good place in my life. Recently, I've lost 18 pounds and I feel healthier and more content than I have done in a long time. However, it hasn't always been this way. Back in October 2011, I had an accident which resulted in a serious injury and surgery and subsequently changed my life forever. And over the next few years during my recovery, menopause crept up on me, but I didn't realise what was happening straight away. I started suffering from more joint pain. I went from always being cold to feeling like I was going to internally combust several times a day. I was getting really forgetful. My sleep pattern was terrible. I piled the weight on and looked pregnant and I felt angry all the time. When things were at their worst, I felt incredibly alone and very down. I lost my confidence and self-worth and I felt completely misunderstood and confused about what was happening to me. I received very little support or information from my GP and there was limited information on the internet, but what I really wanted and needed was someone to talk to. The turning point for me was at the beginning of July 2019, when completely by accident, I came across Dr. Michelle Gordon's Facebook page on the menopause movement. At that time, she was doing daily live streams and I started listening to them. I related to a lot of what she was saying and I was really interested in the variety of topics about menopause that she was talking about. The alternative ways to manage menopause symptoms in a more natural way and how your mindset is the key factor to transforming your life more positively. I was also really interested to listen to the other ladies in the group and what they had to say. Ladies who had been or were still suffering from similar symptoms to me. How a lot of them have been able to manage their symptoms much better, and how they have turned their lives around and embraced menopause instead of treating it like a demon. Although nervous about taking a risk to join a group I didn't know, I knew that I couldn't and didn't want to carry on living my life the way I was and feeling the way I was feeling. So I made a decision that I too wanted to learn more about menopause, how to manage my symptoms better, and most importantly, learn more about my mindset and the fact that I needed help with changing my outlook on life in order for me to get it back. 
Life is nowhere near perfect and some days I still have my struggles. But on the whole, I can honestly say that I am in a much better place than I have been for a long time. And for my down days, I understand better how to manage them so they don't get out of hand. I am now on a journey with a fantastic community of like-minded women, all of whom continue to support each other no matter where we all live. And I no longer feel confused, misunderstood, worthless or alone. For me, this group has been both a lifesaver and a life changer. And most importantly, the one-to-one private coaching sessions that are available with Dr. Gordon as part of the membership have been invaluable to me. They provide me with an opportunity to discuss more difficult and private issues that I am struggling with and an opportunity to find solutions to address them. Without doubt, I can wholeheartedly say that I owe Dr. Gordon and her group everything for showing me how to take my life back and, more importantly, take control of it. Joining her membership has been the best thing that I have ever done. However, this course is not for everyone. If you're looking for a quick fix that doesn't cost you any time, money or effort, then this is not the group for you. But if you're in a similar situation to how I was not that long ago, feeling desperate and at the end of your tether, but are willing to invest in your own future happiness and peace of mind, but are unsure as to what to do, ask questions and talk to Dr. Gordon. And if you choose to take that leap of faith, you won't regret it, because who wouldn't want to take their life back if they had the chance? If you are feeling like Amanda, you're not alone. There is help for you in the Menopause Movement membership. I want to help you transcend your symptoms and live your best life. To discover how you can become a part of this life-changing community, go to menopausemovement.com. Thank you.